Welcome, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Tap In. And today we're going to talk about, well, I guess I should give a little backstory on why we're talking about it first. Um, our university that we currently attend has made a, or is trying to make, a strong push towards diversity, equity, inclusion on campus. And one of the questions that I want to ask today is, what would that look like? What would a totally inclusive campus look like where all different races all different people from all different creeds can be together in one spot is it possible um i think it's definitely possible uh, i think it's just depending on like the location of the school really like our school is just it's in a it's in the village simply put so you're probably not gonna get much diversity in the village uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly but if you if, if if it's in like a city or something like a city setting I feel like that's definitely possible to get everybody from a different background in that one school. All right, I feel like at other schools, even in some PWIs, I feel like they're inclusive. Of course, they have like their own subsections, but I think like in general, we all get along. I also think it has a lot to do with just how serious the university is with actually trying to get people here that look that look different you know like how hard are they actually trying to go to those communities that have black and brown students that have Asian students and trying to market themselves and get the students to come to this school are they trying as hard as they try to get you know the athletes are they trying as hard as they do to try to get you know pharmacy students I don't really think a lot of schools tries that hard I feel like too it'd just be a just a new atmosphere, at least like for us. Um, being here. I just feel like the atmosphere just be live all the time. Like every time you leave from your dorm you'll hear some some type of music, you know, yeah. that's not country. Like yeah. mm-hmm. just so much I don't I guess I guess when I say not country, I'm thinking more like rap, but like you might hear some R and B, some yeah. some reggae maybe, just any anything, you know. Like in my old school we had it was sort of like the terms that we have here but we would have like a dj come on wednesdays and we'll play music and it'll be like step dances rap music all that and like they'll give us food and it'll all be music yeah. yeah, back then i didn't appreciate it but now <laughs> that i'm here i'm like <laughs> i really yeah. wish i appreciated that while i was there it also i feel like has to do with the organizations of the school too like i know S- i was i keep calling it that dog shelter stc <laughs> SPC had like a whole bunch of funds, you know, to do a lot of stuff, but everybody on that board is not really, I don't even know how to put it. I was about to say, I feel like we don't even represent well enough on the board in order to get the things that we want. So like they're catering to the mass community, which is the majority. Do people on our campus even know how to get a part of that? I don't even think people do. It's on the, when you do, um, what's that thing, Welcome Fest? Mm-hmm. There's like a they table. tell you all about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also we should probably like play the music yeah, moving sure. forward yeah. so we can have more representation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hear a lot about what inclusive cl- inclusivity would look like, like outside of the classroom. But I think some of the, well, I think the most difficult part is definitely having teachers that also support culture, like. Even if 
you have professors like who are of different races some of them are still biased it comes up a lot how biased certain teachers are towards people who look different than them even people that look similar to them and it's an issue that comes up all the time how can you how can you make sure that your teachers your your staff is actually looking for the betterment for all their students and not just a specific group I guess just acknowledging if the situation happens in class, like letting the professor know, hey, I don't feel like I was included or I feel like you're being biased in regards to whatever it is. But also, like, I mean, the only thing else I could suggest is training, inclusive unit training for teachers, but then that only gets so far. Like, you watch the course and you move on and then Unless you make them participate in or like make them attend a multicultural event or meeting. Even if you make it mandatory, it's still like hard to guarantee that everything yeah. sinks in. Yeah. And it's not like necessarily saying that they're going to change their ways, but at least it's making them appear somewhere that they wouldn't originally. Mm-hmm. Is there a possible way for you to, in an interview process, weed out ways to see if someone has like racist tendencies? Ooh. Like, what would that look like? How would you? I feel like it, um, I was gonna say I feel like it depends on the person. Now, I think that personally, I think I could be in a, I can sit in a room with someone and be able to tell if like they're racist or if they have certain tendencies just because. I have grown up black my whole life and I know what those undertones look like even mm-hmm. when they're not trying to be blatantly racist like I know what the like low-key racism looks like now when it's white people interviewing white people they don't not they're not checking for that nor can they really even gauge that because they don't know what that looks like so even if we told them like oh look out for this or look out for people who might be racist like they don't what it, what do they know to look out for like those are not things that they're used to spotting or experiencing so it, it's funny that you mentioned that because like the interviewing process specifically because that's what i know is a little bit different it's like it doesn't just go through hr whatever like department you gonna get into when you're about to be hired whatever job you're applying for whatever department they're in that whole department ends up meeting you um for like for an example like everything that has to do with like the health center goes under student affairs so the person who's doing the new health center retired so they need a replacement so the vice president of student affairs who was african-american on our campus had to meet them had to talk to them I got to meet them, I got to talk to them, so on and so forth. So it's like there should be a weeding out process, but how often does that actually happen? Like how often does, because someone caught like a tone, they tell someone and that person doesn't get hired? It's stuff like that that I guess would be really hard to pinpoint. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like maybe there should be more culture in HR in general especially at a university. I know some companies like don't go as extensive as 
you were describing, like they're just using your resources and that's it. It just all depends on how the company decides to use it. Even with that, like even if we did have someone who who's like, oh, I don't like them because of blah, 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 we shouldn't hire them. They may be saying it because, like Bonita said, they have that racist undertone, so they may be saying it just because they don't want them in the office. Mm -hmm. So it's also like regulating how the input of the other people involved in that process. Do y'all think like there's a certain bias like towards the level of job? Like, do you think higher up jobs, they let more like of that slide than like lower level jobs or like vice of, versa? A lot of what? Like racist people coming in? Um, no, I, I feel like they just don't screen for that at all. Like racism and like how biased you are is not something that they screen for. Um, in job, you know, in settings. Like, other than I feel like, this is the only thing that I would say, is that this is like a double-edged sword because you can, you know, put these things in place to, you know, protect minorities, but it's not only just gonna be for minorities, there'll be situations where it's like, white people are like, well, this person is, you know, Black Lives Matter to just, you know, um, what's the word? To just militants? and like forceful with their beliefs and i i feel like those are racial undertones you know so like if people come in just very black and proud and you could tell that they like their stances oh i think that's though that is anti-white i think they're going to be a problem then issues could arise with that so i think that today that would be more so like what happens as opposed to like racist people not um being allowed to get jobs in I think that lower level, higher level, you see it on literally every level that they just kind of let that go by. But um, I feel like also more so in like a situation with like a lower level job, if there were like complaints being, you know, put out against an employee for racial, uh, like racial things, in a lower level job, they would probably just get rid of that employee and just, you know, for PR reasons rather than keep them, but then in a higher level job, they probably wouldn't. So I think that's the difference that I think there is. I don't know. I feel like the higher like level jobs would probably get even more scrutiny because if you like the president or something and you do something that's out the world like racist, like that's gonna look bad on your whole institution. So they probably gonna get yeah but they be hiding it like yeah. they get away with so yeah. much especially managers and the more higher up you get like if the rest of the employees who are under them have not heard what they said or have not spread any like information about it then nothing's going to happen to them right and they also have the power to you and like use that against you so now if you're a lower level and this is a job that you need to keep now you're going to be quiet because like your job is essentially on the line and you know you see it all the time of like people dangling their power above your head um just because you know they can so no racism and stuff like that slides i feel like way easier yeah. for like people on like higher up for sure because they call the shots okay we i guess we said like how easy it would be for like a city school to get more inclusive 
how what would it take for a smaller university the private schools that don't have that many students what would it take other than moving to a city area to get people to come to their campus um that's kind of hard because uh, it's like it's hard to really because the city that's like that's like the place where everybody goes to, to like to, that's basically it's just a mixer pot yeah the city basically a mixer pot but some, <clears throat> somewhere smaller like rural it's hard to have something that's like attractive to those type people to draw them here and, and have that incl- all inclusive campus because if it's nothing but cornfields for miles and miles and miles and they used to seeing like cities and just streets every morning just buildings and just a lot of people in one place like look different i feel like um i feel like that's the big gap between everything because once you get somewhere small you see like all the same type people um and i also feel like if they just were to i don't know like, i can't think of anything like spot on but if they was to just find something that could connect with other students that's not the majority you know, I feel like that'll help a lot. The price isn't really that attractive either. So like with all those factors included, you know, in the middle of a cornfield and you're paying like what, forty some thousand since it's a private school, I don't know, it went up or something, but with that you're like, Okay, well, you know what, I might as well just go somewhere closer to home or something like that. So it's kinda hard to you know promote people to come here if they're not going for something like pharmacy which is like a six-year program or any other um, majors that are big here and it's a lot of sa- I think it's a lot of sacrifice honestly especially if you grew up in the city and you know living your best life it's just you gotta come here and uh, <laughs> devote yourself downgrade <laughs> yeah. what about like a major attraction like What's something that I could think of? Like, what if there was a fair that stayed open every single day or something like that? Anything that would be, like, attractive, a club, something that would get, like, people out and about, would that be successful? A fair? Just small college. It don't have to specifically be here. I feel like the thing that will want people to stay is for them to feel... Like, to actually have that college experience that's going to make them want to stay. Because they're going to want, like, events to go to, nightlife, uh, a booming city, uh, or at least one close by, different types of things like that. Yeah. Also, going off of that, like, there was, I think there's a fair, maybe you're talking about on campus, but, like, in Lima, there's a fair that goes on, I think, like, when you first come to school or something like that, but... Even going to these events, like, especially for us, like, minorities or people of color, you're just, like, you know, you're the main attraction, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody wants to stare. Or, like, I remember we went to that bowling alley. We went in, everybody was just, like, and then we just walked out. <laughs> so it's just, like, you don't feel that sense of welcoming. And, like, if their mindsets aren't going to change regardless of, like, what's happening around us or, you know, the way they're raised, I don't know how, like, we could be surrounded, you know, I don't know how to put it, but, like, I don't know how we can move forward with having that inclusivity if all you want to see is just, like, black and white. So, let me just see if I'm understanding. Y'all saying that because the people outside of the campus 
think the way they do. And so it's going to make it even more difficult for our campus to be more inclusive. Yeah, because the community is a part of, like, the college experience. Like, mm -hmm. you can't come to the school and just be like, oh, well, I mean, the town is some type of way, but the school is going to be great because, unfortunately, you're going to have to leave mm -hmm. the school at some point, especially a school this small. But, um, yeah, and I don't even want to say it's just the people outside the school because people at the school that are like that, too. Most definitely. Uh, I was gonna say uh, I agree with Bonita because it's like, um, like even if you were at a bigger school and you went to one of their clubs, you're still gonna be engaging with the people from like around there, like the, from the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I do feel like um, the city that the college is in does play a big role in that. are doing it or the school just for the campus like out of like the little village there's like a lot of socioeconomic downfall so like people may not afford to go to those attractions or whatever they mm -hmm. build up up here because of just how small the town is and you know what people can and can't afford the only way i could see stuff like that being successful if it's if it's something that is for like students specifically like if there's for for example like if there was a club that was for like diverse people to go to or something like that it would be it would have to be like an hour or something like on the weekend that is exclusive to college students so that way all college students know that it's only going to be like them it's going to be safe for them to be at stuff like that and it really and truly it wouldn't be that difficult for a university like this to pull off because there's so many places that are going out of business because they don't have the funds to keep up whatever their establishments like the bar that's down the street that could have been got bought by someone and turned into a club and it would have been something completely different but i guess that takes someone who has the drive the initiative someone who actually wants to see that on their campus wants to see a change in the area for that to actually work but also not a lot of people invest because, you know, like, the business is already not going to be successful when you start off. But, again, like I said about the socioeconomic thing, like, mm -hmm. if it's not busted, <laughs> then yeah, I don't really know. But that's but on I, you, though. I feel like businesses can be successful here. Like, yeah. people have been seeing the same thing in, for the past couple of years. A new restaurant is going to be full for, the, like, next two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Or even a club. Everybody's going to be in there. A new bar, everybody's going to be in there. That's why West Virginia would be packed now. Tavern. The tavern, because they renovated it. Mm -hmm. Now everybody being there all the time. Like, it's potential to make money. Right. And we can make some money. Like you said, they just have to have the drive. And they have to have the drive. And it's also a hit or miss because when students are not here, then it has to be a business where, like, they could still make money just based off of the locals. Because mm -hmm. the town is made up of, like, you know, the campus for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're having something that's marketed towards students like this wouldn't even be a good area to like have it unless you can afford to you know just lose money essentially or not make money over the summer when people aren't here so a thought is like having a student center where like there's like you know student bowling alley student movie theater 
just things like that that really get the campus going socially mm-hmm. where everybody can meet each other and interact with each other. I feel like that will really promote that inclusivity we're looking for. But like then it's the question of would the university put forward that fund? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if there was like and they have the area for it. Like it's a big campus with like flat ground, so they have the area for it, but just how much are they willing to invest in it? We really couldn't yeah. do that with Kinghorn though. Just to add to it, just add yeah, all that they stuff. Definitely need more or like even what's something it in there. Right. <laughs> it's so packed and just like the machines are old. By um, what's it called? The where the trees are at by Affinity, mm-hmm. like by that parking lot. Stuff could go there. There's hella fields that you know you could make right. places. Or and the this volleyball thing you got. The university owns like so much land here, but half the land not even used like even i don't know if y'all ever seen where the uh not where the windmills at but we own that too but what is that shit called the solar panels there's like oh, a yeah, corner yeah, with the solar yeah, panels yeah. they own all of that land and nothing they don't have anything there but i mean obviously that's money so to put something there i mean but you got to spend money to make money so. exactly like they're not really doing anything for us here and um well for us because i was at the gym the other day and i guess like the fraternities and sororities were doing whatever they were doing for the founders days or whatever and the little greek life yeah and everyone had their flags and they were playing stuff and then they all went to that little pond thingy and they had the little boats and they were like rowing through the pond and then i'm like Dang, I didn't know people actually like got into that <laughs> pond. Like, I was just watching them from the gi- like the gym. Like, they probably having a lot of fun, and I'm like, yeah, I. You ain't never seen the polar plunge before. No. Mm. What is that? But when they, when they did, jump like, in that water, when it's like cold, yeah, that's outside. crazy. No. But <laughs> when no. I was getting like the admissions like six hundred or something, they had a picture of somebody like on a boat. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. But I've never seen anybody in the boat in the water except the polar plunge thing. <laughs> I mean. The mud volleyball thing was super fun. Mm. But COVID happened. <laughs> you weren't feeling that. They did it this year, didn't they? Mud volleyball? Yeah. I think they did. Because it's COVID. Oh, no, they did a tug of war in there instead. Oh. Yeah. 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 See, but even that, there. like, mud volleyball tug of war, like, come on. You know, like that ain't something that certain groups is yeah. going to apply yeah. for. Like that's not something that they interested in. But that Greek week, like that's for the yeah. current Greeks that are at this campus, which don't include any Divine Nine right now. So it's like, uh, but what I sorry, hmm? I said, would they be participating in that? No, but they could do whatever they want. They the could only thing, not with them. But I was gonna say like things like that or things that like a certain demographic on campus can be like oh I can't wait until blah 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 like we don't really have things like that it's mm-hmm. like we're just in school and every once in a while like we gotta plan an event for BSU or like something happens and we go to some like event which is rare but even like if we want something to to do that's fun like we essentially have to plan it and put it together ourselves and then fund it ourselves mm-hmm. and um, some people don't have that. Some people get to look forward to Greek Week and paddling their little boat through the little pond thingy and having fun. And then the rest of us watch from the outside. 
I mean, but they they put up their own money for that stuff, though. Yeah, but that, that's also like I mean, it's Greek life, so they 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 got their money, but they still have university backing in general because they're still a Greek organization on the Greek campus. There really is like no push for real to have true like a social area on our campus. It's like there's not supposed to be much interaction with each other unless y'all meet like at Mac or something to have dinner, lunch, whatever together. There's no real area where students can just vibe. I mean, I guess technically that did exist once upon a time pre-COVID, but it wasn't even it wasn't even popping like that. It was just TVs and a pool table and nothing, nothing crazy. It ain't nothing that would attract students, would make students like leave their room to go to it. So it's like, how are you going to tell me that you want like students here and have a good time at your campus, but there's nothing for me to have a good time at your campus at? Yeah. Right. And even like having uh, the thing that Brooke said, like the student center, that could offer jobs for like students on campus. Mm-hmm. Like people could work at the movie theater, people could work at the bowling alley. Like students can work there. So it's kind of like, you know, benefiting everyone in general. So what? What I'm hearing is we should just write a proposal for just a student center and just have activities. That's what Ooh, it sounds like. It hmm? So where would we put it? Where would we put it? Anywhere, mm. to be honest. I mean, but even that new build, uh, one of those dorm rooms, they just demolished. Standbaugh is currently the yeah, COVID house. The COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the camp. You're talking about one and another one. Oh, but they tore it down and put them flowers there, mm-hmm. didn't they? Mm. But how about if they start getting more people, though? But like he said, like where those windmills are is all the campus space. Where the solar panels are, those are the campus space. Like there is land that's not like connected to where we're used to seeing that the university still owns. So I don't think the space is issue at all. It's just getting the university to see the importance in it and then doing it. But my thing is also, I feel like a student center should be something that's free to students, but I feel like it's something that they would charge people to use. And you use your points, obviously. But not everybody has points. I mean, I feel like most stuff that is, like, available to us isn't really that. Like, they don't charge us to go to the gym. They don't charge us to use most facilities. Those things are different. That's not really social things. Like, the gym. And that's what he included in our tuition. Because, like, they be taxing for more than other schools do. Mm -hmm. Right. But, like, to have, like, a movie theater, like. How? They're not going to probably let people just show up. How many know? universities actually have, like, movie theaters? Because I don't, I don't know. Um, they would have more, like, movie nights in, the in like, the theater room or whatever. Because mm-hmm. right now, like, their movie thing is pulling on that big screen out and putting it on the tundra. If everyone yeah, can watch everything that. is outside, though. But, like, mm-hmm. the schools, I wouldn't say they have movie theaters, but they have, like, a theater. And then, you know, you have Some of them, like, OSU would reserve like a certain organization or something would reserve like the theater. The orf- not the, like an amphitheater. Yeah. Know, like an amphitheater that's something yeah. other school had when we were in there. But like, I feel like if we even said to our school, they're going to be like, no, you have a movie theater literally right next door and you have a bowling alley down the street. So we would need to be like another option for students to have some place. But like, those are just for sure. Like, I don't know. I feel like the bowling alley is crowded over there. And it's super small. I was about to say, they just need to expand it or something. Just, what is it like? But I feel like lanes? the school wouldn't approve it because it's 
in such close proximity, I feel like they would approve something not else. Nice and climbing. Like a rock climbing. Rock climbing. One. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of people do that, but I mean, that's like, that's oh, something. No, that, I feel like that'd be, especially No, this I'm, I'm talking about like. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, but then it, it's gonna also have to be like to have it be in a student center has to be multiple things because the rock climbing wall could. Well, I guess maybe no like a gaming anymore. center where like they have game systems in there that we can play or like different types of games. In there. Or also just somewhere that has like bean bags and like TVs yeah, and like open space. Yeah. And tables. It can have like so a you few study, game systems. A you TV. could play music. Have speakers. Yeah. I feel like the Bear Cave could be live for a spot to just be playing music at on a regular basis. Like, if it was, like, the same way they have, what is it, what's it called, Fusion? The same way they have Fusion, like, every Thursday in the Bear Cave, they have gospel music. It could be something else. It could be another, like, a Friday evening is party, whatever, like, Club Klondike, something. Just anything simple where it's a chance for people to, like, turn up without yeah. our campus tweaking, but... There really isn't that opportunity right True. now. But even at like a student center, because like for the schools that I've gone to, it's like an area where their TVs are always available. Like the like the space is always available. So whether it be six p.m. or you know two, like you could go into the student center and use it for whatever you want. Like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily even need to like reserve mm-hmm. it. It's just a space for the students to come and do whatever at any point in time. And I don't feel like we have any like areas, even the seating areas where that is possible. The closest thing to that is probably like that little like area outside of Max. But that wouldn't even like, there's not even like, there's nothing going on there. There's nothing. This turned quickly from in general to specifics (laughs) on our campus. (laughs) but I guess we kind of got to use what we have reference for. <coughs> okay. So, student center. Sound like it would be huge on a campus to attract attention. But, like, how would you... Would that be something that you, like, put on a pamphlet? Would that be something you would explain on summer orientation? Like, how would you use having a student center as a recruiting tool to bring diverse students on your campus? I feel like that's something that, of course, you could put it, like, you know, they love taking pictures and posting it on the website. Mm-hmm. Like, having students utilizing that center to, like, you know, play music, do, like, artwork, do whatever it is that they're doing, and just showing people constantly being in there, posting pictures of that on the website, as well as, like, when you're doing the tours, like, showing people the student center and, like, seeing a lively area Cause like if I came here, I didn't even do a tour here. I just came here. But if I came here on a tour and I went to like the student center and I saw it's like people had R and B music going while like a bunch of black people are just studying on like a Wednesday, I would be like, oh wow, I would have never expected this. But that's something that you could do in the student center, mm-hmm. and it'd be cool. Now the student center would have to have multiple rooms and areas because like you know you're gonna run into the issue of like whoever got there first. Mm-hmm. is gonna you know be running it so that might have a, its own little like situation where you could just make it the multicultural like the new multicultural building and just have that in there so you can have like pods like different little pods or areas yeah. that you can book like, whenever you feel. see but then when you make it into like booking I feel like 
I don't know, it, it turns into like what the library is now. Okay. And like people just book it for like 11 a.m. to like 12 p.m. And then some people just never get to use it just because like the same people book it all the time for the entire day. So I feel like the student center should be like, if you have an event and there's like, there could be like an open area for events that you can book ahead of time for events. But like for the pods of the rooms, it could just be like, if you come in and you see it's like available, mm -hmm. it should just be available at all times to like everyone. It should also be food places. Like you can use your points for that. I feel like a student center would naturally have like Snacks. some type of food thing in there. <clears throat> I was about to say we could have a whole different food court with the restaurants we don't got like outside in the village. Let's put those my, in the student center. My old campus, like at nighttime, they would have like midnight waffles, and so you could get like Belgian waffles and then put anything on it. So it's like you just go down the line and they would just make you like your custom waffles. So when we studying, like that was what we had in our student center. Just like I feel waffles. like they don't put that in account at all. Like people are up damn near 24-7 on this campus. Someone is up on our they campus know doing we are. something. You have a pharmacy they program. They know we don't go to sleep. Yeah, they know we don't go to sleep. Man. There should be way more like options for food. Like you not even tender to one of the biggest things that you can make bread off of. Like if you have food out, someone is going to buy food. Like at all times. Or even getting yeah. a food truck every now and then. That would be, that'd be so easy. Like but you brought up a good topic, Bonita, on like tours, and we kind of talked about it earlier this year, but haven't really brought it back up. Do you think like having someone who looks like you or having diversity as the person who's showing you around campus and showing you all the spots that other diverse students is at, do you think that makes a big enough difference on making a uh, student come to your university, your institution? Yeah, I actually talked to to Michael about this um, I do depending on who the person is now for me I feel like I would give good tours just because like I'm gonna be honest well I'm gonna be honest like you know what if going to college is about your education of course so let that be the main driving factor for whatever you go but like this is where you know like this is how this is how life in Ada on this campus is for a person who looks like me um, now they could take that how they want to, but just being like honest. Now, if I went on a tour, well, I've been on tours where it's just like some white girl, super peppy, like this is where we do this. And, and I'm like, mm. like, I already know what that means. Like at this point, I'm going to like, I'm an adult already. And I've been through institutions similar to this. So I know what it means when there's a little like peppy white girl giving me a tour. I'm just like, I know nothing is going to relate to me. So I'm just kind of just looking around just cause you're making me, but um, having someone that looks like you, I feel like you would feel like you're getting the most authentic, like, explanation and experience and, like, the most authentic just introduction to the school. Because, I mean, there's some people that look like you that's going to send you off, but I feel like for the most part, like, it would make me personally more comfortable because, like, if you as a other if if you as a black woman can say that you are having a decent time here on campus and you would recommend it then i feel like i could resonate with that a little bit more than if a white woman told me that because they could fit in anywhere mm -hmm. so that really doesn't mean too much to me 
but then it's like you come up with the problem where if it depends on how real you keep it if you keep it so real that you make the institution sound terrible then you can't really change the institution mm -hmm. so how do you both display the truth of a campus and also bring a wave of change how how can you do that like just focusing it more on the highlights and trying to like not bring up the low lights so much um just like like here you could i don't know you could advertise things like the education space is quiet but you don't like on the negative side it's like it's not really too diverse here um you know the students aren't that great just just things like that like you you obviously wouldn't tell that to somebody that you're um that you're guiding through your campus if you like expect them to come here but I feel like you could just hide that without even lying, just by focusing on the highlights, just or, dance around it. Or focus on the highlights um, in a way that will, like, you could also talk about the negatives. So, like, just being like, first of all, black people come here, everyone knows that this is not a diverse school. Mm -hmm. So that's not, you're not hiding or lying to anybody about that. So being like, you know, like, I know you know that there's not too many people here that look like us, but that gives you the opportunity, like, to have a more close-knit community with the people here that do and I mean we don't have that now so I'm not gonna lie to them and say that we do <laughs> but one day we could have like with a student center or you know things like that we could have a closer knit like community so you know no more people know each other there's like more events going on there's more of a push to do things that will you know essentially force us to interact with each other because there's just not a lot of us so it's like a tighter knit more intimate community of you know people that look like you so yeah i mean just bringing up the downsides but i mean there's a positive to that so kind of like even though we're talking about the negatives like show the goal of like the university like for example just to use us as an example if i had a student ask me like what's it really like to be on this campus and I explained to them there are like opportunities to be around other African Americans or other people who look like you but right now they're you know it's slim and far in between but what we're really trying to push for is a chance for us to have a spot where we can all congregate a chance for us to all to be social together that's what we've really been pushing on campus with something like with a statement like that obviously smoother than that but a statement like that would that be powerful enough for a student to come here i feel like if i heard that i wouldn't come here and just because like it sounds good mm -hmm. but i'm not trying to live through the smoothing out of kinks you feel me like mm -hmm. i would just rather i would just up and go somewhere where i mean it's things already were already popular. like figured out but that's why I said, like, if someone asked, I would probably just, you know, highlight the fact that there's not a lot of black people here, but that just builds for a tighter community. Because once upon a time, we did have a pretty tight community where, like, we would go to parties and see each other and things would be sweet. And, like, we'll go and play Uno at each other's dorms and things would be sweet. And, like, even people that you didn't kick it with on a regular basis, like, we found ourselves piling inside of, like, cars, going to, like, McDonald's or being dropped off at the dorms and, like, I never thought I was going to be in the car with so-and-so and so-and-so and we all lapped up, but building those, like, tight communities of just, you know, just kicking it with everyone 
like the school definitely has potential to be at that point. So I think I would definitely like talk about that more than talk about the fact that we don't have more enough black people here and we're trying to get more. Like I would bring that up, but that would personally chase me away because I'd be like, oh, that's nice that you guys are doing that, but you know, I'm gonna go to a school that already has that. I don't know if I would ever say we're trying to get more black people. I would say we're trying to get black people more active or have more social opportunities. Saying like we're trying to get more black people or get more diverse students by university, that kind of sounds like, yeah, off-putting. So, I don't know. I guess the real question is, like, the person who's recruiting or the person who's giving that tour would have to be able to understand how that person is feeling. Not all the way, but, like, be able to connect with the person to the point where they would understand how to spin the script so it sounds right to their ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then with that, like, with each person that comes, you can't just, like, always stick a black person with a minority student or, like, another black person because then that's going to look... Some type of way. That's going to look some type of way. It doesn't have to be necessarily a black student, but, mm-hmm. like... Just diverse. But a minority in general, if you're always sticking a minority with a minority, but like... there are going to be diversity scholars, so you could just stick diversity scholars with other diversity scholars. But that's if they sign up to do that. Like, if we have people available to do those tours. Yeah. But that, but then if they don't, if they're not available, then, you know, they're not available. But I think that, like, saying, like, oh, you're, like, the diversity scholars, like, I would not, I personally wouldn't be offended because I would be like, okay, well, I didn't really want to, you know, be on the tour with So-and-so. someone else anyway. No offense. But, I mean, I could see, like, if it's like, oh, that's a black person, like, we're going to stick them with a black person and how it looks. But I feel like if you just had the diversity, like, the multicultural um, center in charge of like the tours for you know people who are going to be a part of the multicultural center mm-hmm. then like I don't, I don't I don't even know if like if you come on your visit you would even like really think about that for real unless you're on our campus like once you get here you might notice that a university does that but on your visit as a high school student just coming on your visit and you meet someone that look like you don't, you're not really gonna think twice of it like on my visit I just had who happens to be the person who has Every black person that has recruited for football, they get him for the overnight visit. I didn't know that because I was a high school student, don't know no better. But once I got here, I quickly realized what he did, and he looked, he got my ass. Coach, he definitely, he definitely didn't make me think on you was something different than what it was. Mm. Football practice don't help me either because that's where all the black males is. Like. Here, though, I feel like you got to here because... If they put, imagine if they did put you like a white recruit or a host, mm-hmm. you would, you would probably, they'd be somewhere standing up, listening to country music, some crazy, boring, so, you know, yeah. but yeah. With, when they pair you up with a black person, you knew it's going to give you some type of black experience or feeling welcome. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like, like I said earlier, like city, city colleges, like, like say OSU for instance, you, it's not going to feel the same way if they put you with. But I don't personally feel like if I if I had to uh, go over there for uh, overnight with the football team, if they would have paired me up with a white person, I feel like I'd still have almost the same amount of fun as I probably would have with a black person, you know, mm-hmm. or at least closer than here. Yeah. 
I think so too. I would have said that in a different area, state. Yeah. Like you are bound to find fun. Yeah. Like regardless, and like even if you're not with that person the whole time, like there's bound to be someone that the person knows that you might have fun with. Mm. But here it's like it's really hit it's, or miss. It's either this or it's that. Like there's <laughs> only two. Like there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. It's either, it's the two. Well, I mean, I feel like I don't understand why we didn't have like overnight visits for regular students back in the day, because I feel like you could have paired some of the people who came on their visits with other students of color, other students of diversity, you, you and saying, could have had a night like you saying like non-athletes. Yeah, non-athletes having overnight visits with whoever. I guess, I guess you could set that up, but you got to do that like a program or something. Cause you can't just yeah, yeah. you can't just let a high school student come with some random college kid and stay the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it would be people who obviously apply for the job. That couldn't be something that, like the football team coach, will assign you like your recruit because you, whatever so, reason yeah. he just know that he'll be the right person to, for them to go with for something. But you can't really do that for people who didn't sign up for it. We kind of gave our lives away by saying we go play football. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of over. Who wasn't supported like that? It's the <laughs> truth, though. But I don't know. I guess that's one of that's something I want to personally see happen. Have overnight visits. I feel like that'd be a big recruiting tool, just because I seen how it worked. It definitely got my ass. So I can see. It's the people that you meet that night too. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel you. That that could help uh, still. Because um, you met a bunch of goops. Yo, I was night. about to say, yeah, yeah. I met basically all <laughs> the people I hang with now mm-hmm. at my overnight. So I feel like that'll bring more people here together and closer. You, if you find the right parent and people already before they even get here meet people that they can vibe with, people they can chill with, I feel like that could make a biggest difference. Yeah, because you always got some familiar familiar. Arity with the campus mm-hmm. or something to connect to it. I was gonna say unless they have like a designated weekend where they have new students come and then they can plan an event that night where the people who visit it can go that night because some schools do have that but that's normally over the summer but if they pick like a like a family weekend to have new students come then maybe we can plan some things for new students on campus and they can do it like that day if they sign up to come that day. Okay, so let me ask y'all that. I, I only know what it looks like as an athlete. So what would, like, if y'all came on a visit, an overnight visit, what would y'all want to see on your overnight visit? I wouldn't come on an overnight yeah, visit. I would just maybe, like, a whole day visit, something like that, you know, like, mm. walk through the day or something like that. Because it's hard I came, it was a walk through the day, and it wasn't even a student. It was, like, one of the guys in the admissions office who walked yeah. us around. Mm-hmm. But when I came, I didn't see any students because apparently it was fall break. So I didn't know how the demographics was I looking. Mean, I just remembered <laughs> how terrible the cafeteria looked. But I guess. Yeah. I ca- when I came here, it was like to do financial aid. So like, I didn't come on a visit prior. Like I was already a student here when I came and mm. I got those dudes from, you know, the dude that does all the tours and like the farm. Was, was I feel like the pharmacy student, he does the tours. Um, we did it, huh. yeah, and it was just it. It was like okay, like I already knew what I was signing up for just because I knew Ohio. I knew mm-hmm. when I came to Ada, I knew what it was gonna be like. But I wouldn't have done an overnight visit because like I'm not an athlete, and also it's like 
you can't we can't even market an overnight visit as like a oh you're gonna come over like and then like we're gonna party type thing you know mm -hmm. what i mean like Never. it couldn't even be like that so mm -hmm. and it also just depends on who you get like what are we gonna do we gonna bake cookies like unless you're, if you're not going there for like football or a sport it's like what are we gonna do overnight i guess you could just stay here and then experience campus but there's nothing to do on campus so unless you're like going to those parties then it's like why are you even here mm -hmm. something similar i came from like a chemistry refresher i think it was like king's choir or something like that or it was like in july and then after i like the first day there i just want to go back home like you didn't know where what was like they didn't really do an intro you know what i mean like you got a designated like class it's basically an overnight, but it's like a chemistry refresher. Like, you're already like. That sounds lame. I wouldn't have came for that. Either. Well, I have to go. Because <laughs> 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 I said, that, that sounds, sounds lame. lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to, but I'm just telling you the overnight experience. Yeah, that don't sound like a very good it's overnight not your experience. Major. It's not your major. Yeah. It's not the major. It's not like if it's your. If you're not an athlete and then your major is something that's just boring in general in the first place, then it's like. Because, I mean, if you're like in theater. Then it's gonna be like y'all could have like a play, and all the theater kids can spend the overnight, and then you could experience that. What you gonna do for pharmacy overnight? Like you could just come during the day and see mm -hmm. the pharmacy building. <laughs> Go or look at them. Some do clothes. drugs. We're gonna do drugs <laughs> overnight. <laughs> I guess when I picture it in my head, I'm not thinking of the actual school aspect because that's only so much. Like you only in school during the day. So I expect after the day is over, you should be showing like the student what social life is like, not. But what is it like? But that's my point. We gotta show a social life. But you can't do that. Gotta like, follow first. Well, you have here. I don't know. Because there's no town. You can't even go out on the town and see. But they're gonna. We're <laughs> gonna take them to the tavern, mm -hmm. and then they're gonna close at <laughs> eleven p. Eleven a.m. Yeah. I was about to say, so on the old railroad track. <laughs> so, yeah, but I guess that in my head, it's my plan is for it to be like a weekend, and it's a planned weekend. Originally, it was going to be something that I partner with the Qs that are coming on campus to, to do. Like, it would be a big weekend, and it would be a recruiting weekend. For just what, like students. black people? <laughs> and students. In general? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it look better than nothing. I mean, I'm partner. I was saying partner with the cues to show like we have cues on campus, and that's a another recruiting I like, point. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, because saying the cues, I feel like that's gonna not interest some people, and then it's gonna be like, oh, merch they have cues to other people, mm -hmm. so that's like a sneaky, sneaky way of <laughs> right. You're trying to snatch their <laughs> I learned how to recruit from the best gone very detailed very in-depth with the process of making your campus social i appreciate y'all tapping in with us and hope to see y'all next week bye bye peace